0: Talk it out podcast Instagram.com. Plus talk it out podcast. Our Twitter is talk it out underscore pod. You can hit us up on our email talk it out podcast at yahoo.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Talk It Out. This is your girl Gabby Joy and KT. And today we have a special episode. We are going to be talking about black women in the media and we're going to talk a little bit about um black historical figures black women in history they have done some amazing things because you know it is february so it's black history month so we just want to we want to talk about our our sisters that contributed a lot to society and we want to talk about some of the good and bad in um the way black women are portrayed in the media let's get it started Joy, you ain't been here in a while. What are your thoughts on the way uh, black women are portrayed in the media? This topic,
1: um, black women in the media, it's so weird to me because right now, everything I see on TV is the same show with a different plot line. Uh-huh. Take um, Being Mary Jane. It is about a black woman with a successful career, but she has all of these major problems in her life. She can't keep father love because she screwed up. Um, she can't, her relationships are faulty. Her personal life generally sucks. Then take Scandal. Great, successful woman, mm-hmm. but Jerry Washington is screwing the president. Huh. Yeah. Her relationships are screwed. She can't find, you know, she can't find a decent guy to save her life. And the one she found, she got to steal. So she has a horrible relationship with her father. You know, now she got daddy issues.
0: We can go off of that, too, to discuss, like, some of the the tropes that we see. Because you talked about being Mary Jane in um, Scandal. And how, like all these people—they're—they're they're women. They're successful, but they're all like screwed up at the same time. So we can talk about like some of the, the yeah. stereotypes and tropes that we see in the media when it comes to black women. Um, K.T., what, what's a trope that you see in um in the in the media? In, in the media uh, with black women, I see a
2: lot of times that they're portrayed in like a negative factor. It's never. A positive one, and as Joy is saying, even if it is a positive one, there's still something quote unquote wrong with them. So either black women are angry, uh, there's a the, quote unquote single, sassy black friend, they're hoes, they're gold diggers, baby mamas, like they always have to make it seem like the black woman is negative. Uh, some things that I've also seen is like the the image of the of the Jezebel uh black women are hypersexualized and they're and they're showed as as like some kind of um, like trophy if you if you get a black woman for for but not for positive ways. Mm-hmm. It's always negative things uh as well as like the the mammies where black women are. Fat, black, dark-skinned, and they're only good for um, using them in ways that they're—they're they're just good for labor work. They're not good to have as a wife. Like, there's so many negative yeah. images of black women. Period. It's kind of hard to just. Just pick one and well, be like, "Hey, can, this is why you know." Through,
0: we can go through the little, the ones that you named, and kind of try to come up with some examples of that. So you said the Jezebel okay. one, which is the hypersexualized black woman who is like a temptress, and yeah, pretty much her. her it's all about her sex appeal. That's
1: every television show I named. How to Get Away with the Murder scandal, being Mary Jane, even the new, uh, the quad on BET. She's this new professor, but she's cheating on her husband. And it's like, I don't, with a young, with multiple men, it's crazy. Mm. So I, I was thinking
2: of it as you are saying, yeah, I've never seen any of those shows that so I thought to get away with murder, but I was thinking more along the lines of like Nicki Minaj Or Rihanna, and how they're always shown to be black and like hypersexual. Like, even, and I'm not saying anything is wrong with that, obviously, but when their image is put out there, black women are always like, what was that? What was that thing that they showed from the, uh, Oh, what was it? It It was some kind of statue or something. And it had Nicki Minaj and her butt was like super hyper big and gigantic. And people were like, how could she? She's a black woman and she's doing this and that and that. And then like we have uh, Donald Trump's wife who was posing naked in certain things and no one says anything about that. Other than the people who are showing that there's a double standard for black women and white women. Like it's okay for Playboy to be a thing, but if a black woman is using her own
0: sexuality in a positive way, then it's a it's a negative thing. All right. And I guess people might yeah. say, Well, the the black women have more assets to show off. So that that's what makes it more um offensive. I guess because it but, rather than just like it's a not, little... It's
1: not. I mean, but, but that's that's
0: the argument really, that I, that I, I hear.
2: Right, and I looked it up, and apparently whenever the Europeans came over and decided to be absolutely terrible people, uh, the reason why that's such a thing is because, like, slave owners and white people were using Africans' dress since they didn't dress as much as white people did, or not as white people, but as much as Europeans did, because obviously it's a different continent and it, it, it's different and there's different It's hotter, hotter, exactly. And they were using that to justify rape for slaves. And like white men have continually justified that as a rape thing, like to, to sexualize black women. They've been like, well, they wear less clothes So, you know, that means that they can, they
0: can, I can have sex with them more often. And that plays into rape culture, but. It does. What if there was a white girl who had a butt just as big as Nicki Minaj's who took a picture like that?
1: She wouldn't be, she wouldn't be upset for it. She wouldn't be upset. I think people would not be upset. They would talk about it, but they would move on. What about the,
2: and I hate to interrupt y'all, but what
0: about (laughs) the (laughs) Kardashian thing?
2: Well, the, uh, the Kim like Kardashian thing—that was when she posed and she was naked.
0: But that—that that, she broke. The, remember, they said she broke the internet. They were saying, "Oh, she's such a bad mother. How can you be a mother and pose like this? Uh-huh. How can you do this? And how can you? it was the same thing." I they think it's just—I yes, think you, the more most of the vitriol, to be honest, from the Nicki Minaj thing came from other black people. If you ask me, I think they uh-huh. were the ones like. You should be ashamed. You were supposed to respect yourself, Black Queen. Respect yourself. Stuff like that. I don't think it was. A, I don't think white people were <laughs> were just like, oh my gosh, Nicki Minaj. Like writing think pieces about Nicki Minaj's butt. You know what I'm <laughs> saying?
2: But that's not true. That's not true because to, I, to white people's defense, my are not defense, but just to, to throw white people under the bus, my own mother was writing things on Facebook about how. uh A white woman would never do that. No. They would never have their butt out like that. And black women are so this and black women are so that. So I'm, yes, she did. So, (laughs) and she was looking at Nicki Minaj like she was a negative image. Like she was looking at, at Nicki Minaj because she was showing her butt on the cover of her thing, on the cover of her album. They were looking at her as like this this terrible black women, woman, and all black women are so are sexual deviants, and they just go out and have sex, and they do all this crazy stuff. I uh, that's
1: how that's
2: he was
1: making it Somebody once said to me, "White women are so um, get upset when about black women and sexuality because they are afraid that white men will want black women." I know. I think I don't think that's true. And I, I think it's true to a certain point. They want them enough to have sex, but not many of them want them enough to be
0: married. Well, I think that goes both ways. Like we we were talking about interracial uh last week, and it's kind of the same thing. I don't know, but I, I want to bring up this. I want to bring up this question. Um, it's kind of unrelated, but it is kind of related. At what point? Does, so we could look at Nicki Minaj and say, oh, feminism, feminism. She has, she's showing her uh, autonomy in her body. She's being free in her body. She loves her body. Yada yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah. Does it, at, at a certain point, does it ever not become, oh, this is feminism? Like, or whenever a woman is showing off her body, even if it's like to please men, is that still feminism? Even if it's uh for the, the male gaze? Hey, T. Uh, um, I want to say yes
2: that's still feminism because it's a uh, it's that woman's body and she can do whatever she wants with her body I don't even think that should have been a question that you should have asked to be honest yes,
0: it, yes yes I mean, yes it, it is because look kind of at this so like- well, listen to this so let's say okay we're gonna get deep now let's talk Uh-oh. about uh Social engineering or whatever. Okay, let's just say you have a girl who grew up to believe her only purpose is to uh, be pleasing to to the male, male gaze. Um, mm-hmm. Just to look pretty, just to please a man, just to get a man, whatever. So right. that lady lives her entire life trying to please a man. Everything she does is to please a man. Now that's her own right. She in herself is making that decision to do that. Is that still right? right. Is that is that still feminism though? If she has been brainwashed like we the- all have from the beginning to believe a certain way, even a certain way that's anti feminist, and then she goes out to become an anti feminist she's living in a way that's contrary to what you know most feminists would say. Is she is that still feminism? So I- I do want to add that I don't think feminism stops with not doing
2: a uh, quote unquote normal housewife thing. I think if you if if you are a feminist and you believe that, hey, even though I am a feminist and I do believe in women's rights, I can still take care of uh, the household the way that, quote unquote, normal housewife did. Uh, I do want to add As well to that, though, that I feel like a lot of times while we are brainwashed, um, we still have other things outside of our world that are telling us, no, this isn't right. So while it is feminism for her to do that, on the opposite end, I think that it's not feminism because she still could have had outsiders that are telling her, hey, this is wrong and you should probably, you know, come out of this trance and you shouldn't be so uh, quick to, but how do you to know people are care it? and understand feminism. Why, Why is that wrong anyway? But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that media is portraying feminists Every day, like I hear about feminists every day on my media, at least on uh, Twitter, on our Twitter feed, on Facebook feeds. Yeah. on tumblr i hear about a feminist every day and i'm seeing that every day so if i was in that situation and i'm seeing those things on social media then at that point it should have dawned on
0: me hey this isn't right but listen you know that's saying? your life because life you are right though but but you but okay i'll tell you why it's not right in a second but hold on kt that's your life like we said you curate the the the, the social media environment that you have since you are already you uh, right. a feminist you have feminist talk around you, feminist but uh Joy, right. I will. I will. Ta- I will go towards your point. You say, why is it not right to want to gear towards men? So I will ask you: Do you think it's it's right for a woman to want to be a uh, exotic dancer? Yes. Do you think it's right for a woman to become or want in her heart to be an escort? Escort. Yes. Okay. I'm just. I'm making sure you're uh, consistent. All right. Well, if you if you don't think there's I nothing think wrong, I think it's right for a woman to want to be. I think it's right for a woman to want
1: to do whatever she wants to do,
0: Said I wasn't expecting that from you I know we were we were trying to throw you off. It was more or less calm you be
2: because. Are you gonna be consistent with it? And it wasn't like going against what you were saying
1: because I already know. You <laughs> guys are always trying to bust me
0: out. So if you if you had a daughter who was growing up and she was twenty three, you like she was like, I want to be an exotic dancer. You'd be like, gone do you boo boo Heck no. Why not? Hypocrisy
1: Hypocrisy No, I think she is the <laughs> other <hypocrisy. laughs> Like I said, I think she should be able to do whatever she wants to do, but that doesn't mean that as her mother, I can't have a opinion about it. So as long as it's everyone but your own child, then you're cool with it. I didn't say she wasn't <laughs> going to do it. You can't, you're you're, you're me. can't stop I it from doing it. say she wasn't yeah. going to do it. Right. I'm not saying she's not going to do it, and I'm not saying that. I'm not, and she, she's not going to do her and be her own person. I'm just saying that it's not what I would want for her because okay. with those types of careers, it, it's, a da- it's a dangerous career issue. And furthermore, I would want more for my daughter. Okay. But if that's what she wants to do, I can't
0: stop her. Heck, she's 23. I'm just trying to say there has to be a defining line. Like there has to be a line where we say, okay, well, this is feminism. And this is not feminism because everything ain't feminism. Because if everything's feminism, then feminism ain't a thing. It has to be something concrete. <laughs> so, so what if, what if you're, so let's take this back to women in the media. We talk about the Jezebel and folks would say Nicki Minaj is being a feminism. Is, I mean, being a feminism is being a feminist by taking that picture. But I'm like, it's true. She does, she is having body autonomy, but she's also playing into stereotypes, kind of. Like, if I see a black person, Nicki Minaj. So, like, if I see a black person, like in a black and white aspect, and they're like, oh, this person has succeeded, they didn't rose up, they become a CEO. They are just amazing. They in there good with the whites. And I'm like, but do they but are they playing into racist stereotypes? Like are they assimilating themselves to get ahead? That's why I ask about these like these female or women performers now. Like are they playing into certain stereotypes to get ahead and to become famous? Are they playing into the stereotype that all black women are Jezebels? and using it to their advantage to get ahead.
2: So I want to say that I think that depends on uh, situational. I think that's situational, period. Okay. Because Nicki Minaj can maybe come out and say, hey, I'm a feminist, and she she's a feminist, by liberating her body and showing off herself and stuff like that. But then Beyonce, I don't, by the way, I don't know anything about Beyonce, but Beyonce may come out and say something along the lines of I do this so that men think I'm hot. You know, like I think it's situational and it depends on the person how they're using their their own body autonomy. I can't even say the word autonomy Mm. to uh, to to show themselves to the media. I think that's up to them as the person because exactly how you're saying I could go out there and I could be naked and someone would say hashtag feminism but really i could be doing it because i want every man to look at me
0: you know what i'm now to the mammies which is oh which is um kind of controversial um i guess there's a lot of characters out here now but i mean the the most uh obvious ones were like was um Hetty uh from gone with the wind she played the black maid she also played in a lot of shirley temple movies that had slaves. She was always helping, uh, helping out Shirley Temple. So it was pretty much, you know, like the stereotypical uh black woman. She was like tall, a kind of tall, heavy set, um, round. Had the bandana. Was all was inside the house, making sure everything was right, getting everybody in order, making sure the massa was 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 well fed and all the children were fed and all this stuff so when you're talking about mammy can you give what what is your definition of the mammies and then we can talk about how it's seen in culture and if we think it's a good thing or a bad
2: uh so I wanted to say that the Hattie McDaniel thing was in 1939 and then also like 70 years later and I think it was 2011 Octavia Spencer won an Oscar for playing the mammy in Help. So I think that those, while wow, those were, you know, in 1939 and those were previous stereotypes, they're still playing into media today and in newer times as well.
0: What do you think about, because The Help was kind of like a yeah, time piece. That was in the 60s. Like, do you have any, uh, uh, Joy, do you have, know any examples of, of films that are like based in the current times that still kind of have that mammy character?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it has evolved into, like, the helper that, you know, doesn't get recognition for what he or she does. That's what it it is right now. Like, um, I don't know if you know about this um, actor, Dana Davis. She was on Franklin and Bash. I don't know if you've seen that. I've only seen a few episodes. But from what I've stopped seeing... Uh, it's an old old show, it doesn't come on anymore, I don't think, or it's, it's only on reruns, but whatever. But I think, from what I saw, this is just from what I've seen, it might not be correct, but from what I saw, she was the black friend, the black character, mm-hmm. on the show who always helped out the two main characters who were white males. Uh-huh. She helped them win cases, you know anything that she did for them, they kind of relied on her to, you know, always be around. Yeah. Even if they thought that they didn't need her. She yeah, of course she had her own plot line, her own story, but still they she came to their rescue a lot. And in the end, it wasn't her who got the recognition or it wasn't her who said wasn't they didn't say thank you, you know, we couldn't do this without you. But yeah. it's not focused on her and her Life is focused on these two bubble headed people because, well, I can say that because they were basically the show, was basically known for them being very smart but idiots. Mm-hmm. And they always had help, basically. And I don't like the fact that she was the helper. And how come she couldn't be a lawyer? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why was she given the roommate or I don't know what job she had, but uh, she wasn't the lawyer. She wasn't even—I don't think she had a profession.
2: That kind of reminds me of, which is—it's it's kind of different, but it reminds me of SVU, where the the uh, what is her what is her role? She she's not anybody who actually does any help other than for looking at dead bodies. They all t- the who the black woman who takes care of all the bodies and everything in SVU. They don't oh, say- oh, my God, yes, I love her. I mean, like, she doesn't have any role other than to look at the bodies in SVU. She's not a lawyer, and they don't focus in on her life ever. In the what? How many seasons do they have? Like in all the seasons,
0: thirteen or fourteen or fifteen. They yeah, she's so never been missed. never,
2: but she's the helper,
0: and they go to her for everything. The the thing is, what, what we're that we're saying is the Mammy character has kind of been morphed into the black friend character, who helps their the, yeah. the white characters achieve some goal you never know where the black people come from you don't know their backstory their whole plot is to make sure the white folks is all right just like the original mammy and so i would like to take this to uh this the sapphire stereotype um which is the angry black woman stereotype and um -hmm. i was looking in in wikipedia and they were saying um during slavery, the, quote, cult of true womanhood was an ideology that characterized the standards of femininity. However, these standards only applied to white middle class women. As a stereotype, Sapphire is a domineering female who consumes men and usurps their role. They were characterized as strong masculine workhorses who labored with black men in the fields or as aggressive women who drove their children and partners away with their overbearing nature. So, yeah, first of all, let's just get to this point before we talk about this stereotype. The basis of the whole stereotype, like all of these, are based in anti-blackness and also sexism. Because first of all, they're saying, Mm -hmm. one, all women should act a certain way. All these white women, they're so daint and they're quiet and they know their role. And they're, they're so fragile and they're, you know, they're so sweet and kind. But these black women over here. Boy, these black women, they will, they will knock you out. They, they strong, they independent, they uh, muscular and masculine. They can work the load of two men. Like, first of all, yeah, it's, it's based in sexism and racism. So, but we can't get into it. We can get into it. So what are some characters that you've seen? Also, let's make note. Majority of these, these, uh, stereotypes are dark skinned black women um what are some examples you've seen in the media of the sapphire type um
2: i want to start it off by saying the the quote-unquote sapphire thing came from what was it amos and andy like a, a, and a andy, racial yeah. Uh, yeah 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 and it was like two white men who dressed up as black characters and then portrayed her as something negative in the media as always like you were saying gabby um I'm looking now, I don't. I, I want to say uh, Michelle Obama as a sapphire because they always portray her as like this yeah. real angry black woman, like she's just just so mad all the time at the world and all this
0: stuff. What? I've not seen that,
1: you guys. I've always White seen that. Do. I've
0: always seen that. And then yeah. what? Not even angry. They portray her as masculine. Remember, there was a stereoty- uh a, a rumor oh, going yeah. around that she was actually a trans person. That she was born a uh, quote-unquote yeah, man. That. that uh, she's so ugly. She's ugly and she's like an ape in heels. She's angry. Oh, look at those muscles. Like, that, it. she was definitely... And she didn't even have any, any ammo for them to even make that assumption. But they just automatically made it because she didn't smell all the time. Heaven forbid you don't smell all the time. But yeah, that was a good one. What about you, Joy? Oh... Um, I think that uh, an angry black woman would have
1: to be, again, right now, my pool, I want to say entertainment is is so broad, it's so different for me, because I think the musical industry is allowed some twists and turns a little bit. And then I think the acting industry, it shouldn't be as, you know... Uh, What's the correct word I'm looking for? It shouldn't be the way Mary Jane, on being Mary Jane, uh, recently it was an episode where he, where, when I think he, uh, 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 another black man told her that viewers, because she plays a journalist, viewers didn't like her because she was cold and angry, especially about Black Matters. Um, whenever she would do a Black Lives Matter or uh-huh. anything that has to do with her race, that that people thought she was cold and angry, and we don't need that on television. Basically, basically what it said. Um, and she's always shown as this woman who is angry about something or another going on in her life. To me, she's just making a point yeah. with passion but to other people, she is cold and distant and thinks um only black lives matter. It's
0: it's it's confusing. And and the, and I think the reason that the sapphire one is still so is because let's get back to it. Sexism and racism. Women already, white women, if white women are passionate about something, they automatically call the B word. And then we black too. So black is already angry and aggressive. So if you are a woman and you black, that means no matter what you do, if you show any type of emotion that's not happiness, then you you angry and you you uh loud and uh, and whatever. But also some a big one, a big one of the sapphires that nobody name is uh Pam from Martin. She could never keep a man. She was always oh, seen as yes. overbearing uh emasculating i guess uh and um yeah like they had to make her hypersexual no she she wasn't really hypersexualized she just she was kind of she could never get a man she could never keep a man until tommy came but but that's that's a big one i want to bring that into um the independent black woman which has become for some reason a negative stereotype about black women I just have a question. What's wrong with the black woman being independent? First of all. Second of all, if it was a guy saying, I'm, I'm independent, nobody would be saying anything. Heaven forbid a woman does not depend on somebody to give her, to give her a good life. Heaven forbid if a woman has a job. Heaven forbid a woman can pay all her bills. Whoa, independent black woman. I'm scared of you. Like, was it? <laughs> I, uh,
1: I think, and if you've noticed that white women who are quote unquote independent in media have are often praised and celebrated, like, they that like they struggled so much, and I'm so glad you got them under his thumb, or whatever. Or I'm so glad you quit that job, with that arrogant boss. You know, go figure. But I think black women have a tendency to. Well, the stereotype is that black women, um, if we don't need anybody, I think it's a fear that if black women don't need anybody and they can run their own. And if we by chance to happen to get
0: along, I think, truthfully, I don't know for I me, mean, but I truthfully think black women can rule the world. Oh, yeah, most definitely. When, when I say what's wrong with being an independent black woman, black men be like, well, that means you don't need us no more. What? So you want somebody to be totally dependent on you so that they, they have to ask you for money. No. So that they have to ask you to pay the bills. Like, heaven forbid somebody... No, but I... Has their own. Why is that no, They, don't want, that. they want somebody who can take care
1: of them. They want somebody who can be independent. But they also want to feel needed. And I think, from what I hear, black men have told me, white women... I said, give you what you want? He's like, yeah, basically, they give us what we want. And I said, and black women don't give you what you want? He's like, no, it's always... Uh, a struggle with them and he could not define what he meant by struggle <laughs> so it, it, to be quite honest it did hurt me because i'm thinking to myself is this what people mean when they say they would rather, rather date a white woman
0: i don't see that many black women that just you say something to them ha! and they're yelling at you and, and trying to fight. I think that's just a stereotype. People just uphold stereotypes that that, that they want to uphold. Because if you said to a black man, yeah, exactly. I don't want to date a black man because all y'all do is rob and smoke weed and steal and commit crimes, they'll say, that's oh, the my gosh, think that. oh, my gosh, y'all, I'm so offended, this and that. That ain't right. That ain't right. We're supposed to be brothers and sisters. We're supposed to be a part of the black race. But you just, two seconds ago, said all black women were this and that. So, let's be consistent. <laughs> so, I want to add... Right. And I and I
2: want to add that, that I think that it's a, a narrative that puts black women as a... You guys can withstand any and all emotional di- difficulty that you face without any, any support at all. Right, And I right. think it's, it's preppable for people to see you guys as this so that they can treat you any and every exactly. way that they feel like they can. Yes,
0: yes. And and you see that in a lot of Tyler Perry movies. I just want to say sapphire you see a, a sapphire in every Tyler Perry movie. But you also see that that strong the strong black woman becomes bad when that stereotype is used to like say, well, yeah, I know you went through this abuse. I know you just got through a divorce. I know your kids ain't acting right. But you a strong black woman. You got it. And so then nobody's there to help them. Nobody's there to help them uh emotionally or spiritually or mentally because you a strong black woman. You know, just go go to church and and you'll be all right. It's like, it does not, it dehumanizes us, not necessarily saying you're an animal, yep. but it almost dehumanizes you to make you seem like almost superhuman. Like you can overcome any obstacle because you're a black woman, which we can overcome a lot of obstacles, but that doesn't mean that we don't need help. We, we don't, don't need, need help. help. You know and what I I'm saying? And I think that goes
2: back to the Annalise Keating thing. Again, back to her. I love that example because it's like... She is icy, and she doesn't need her uh, her black man, her black boyfriend as any help for her to lie and cheat through society, and she could just do this, and she could do that because she's a black woman, and I, I think that that is a great example that, that Joy brought up earlier for, for how the media portrays black women, period, because I feel like like Annalise Keating, I, I don't know, I, I guess I just think of her kind of as... Uh, um. God, what is the actor's name or actress's name? I can't even think of her name now, and I had it in my head. Anyway, I, I, uh, the actual actress that plays Annalise Keating? Viola Davis. Viola, Viola Davis. Davis. Viola Davis. Viola Davis. I feel like sometimes I push those two together because Viola Davis is is very uh, outspoken. I've heard her... Well, I, I don't know if she's outspoken about black rights, but she has talked about inclusion before in the media, and I don't remember which show it was on. Maybe it was the Oscars or something. I don't know. But I feel like if Annalise Keating was a person in real life, then <clears throat> she would be about inclusion, and she would be about fairness and stuff like that since she works in the judicial system. And so then when I see that that picture of a black woman being very pro-black and she was the, for one of the first black women i thought everyone was just like everyone just talked about it forever about her not wearing a wig and showing her with her natural hair yeah. and like everyone's just like oh my god that's crazy you know and then at the same time the show was still portraying
0: her as this stereotype so, right, it's, was kind job, it's kind of difficult, it's difficult um <laughs> making creating characters for black people because it's like how do you make a well-rounded character without going into those stereotypes? Like I I I'm still on right. season 2 in How to Get Away with Murder, but I think it showed she showed signs of vulnerability when her mom came and uh they were talking and she was talking about um how she felt and how she was abused and how she didn't feel her mom was there. Like she has those emotional times and I also think it's it's good for us to have diverse stories but still it's like it's just so sensitive because like it's not like with a white person. Like a white person you see a movie and it's like, okay, well I this white man was a thief and a crook and um terrible. But all black all white people aren't like that. But since we live in a majority white pe- white people country And a lot of these people don't really Uh associate themselves with black people all the time. They will look at Annalise Keaton and be like, oh, she's so strong. She's so fierce. Oh, my gosh. I bet you that's how this black woman is. (laughs) I bet you that's how so-and-so is. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard. Right. Okay. So let me me do these last couple of um, stereotypes. Um, Let's talk about the welfare cream real quick um which was perpetuated by y'all's favorite president Ronald Reagan uh, when he was trying to to pass that the bill on welfare reform um so i w- i would just uh put in this quote by uh Frank Gilliam he said uh quote while poor women of all races get blamed for their impoverish condition african-american women are seen to commit the most mother- egr e-g-i-o-u-s violations of uh, american values this storyline taps into the stereotypes about women with uncontrollable sexuality and african-americans and their laziness so that's another one like a lot of these stereotypes play into sexism and racism so yeah you're a black woman jezebel and then you're also just black. Oh, y'all lazy. Welfare queen, you just popping out these babies just to get money from the welfare and food stamps. So what do y'all think about the, the welfare queen question. stereotype? I have a question about that. How are
1: black people responsible for taking up all the welfare money when we don't even make
0: up half the size of this country? That's that's what I'm saying, but it's just the image that's always been portrayed. Like, when's the last time you have seen a movie or or a, or a TV or something on something somewhere, or it's been a white lady with a whole bunch of kids living in the hood or living in poverty? Like, maybe you might see it on a little comedy or something, but you you're more oh, likely to see a white woman on welfare. Thank you guys. Well. Oh,
1: I I want
2: to add I I have seen those, but it's always like so. If you ever seen it on uh, SVU again, they would portray like this white fat woman as uh, like she adopted all these children and now she's living off the kids. Like yeah, I've seen that, but not
0: necessarily quote unquote welfare queen. Yeah, but like I said, that was just, that was started exactly. by, that was started by, all oh, Reagan racist, but, but yeah, so yeah, that's not, we don't, we're not the number one recipients of, of, of welfare. White people are. And even if we were, like, first of all, welfare and food stamps and stuff, don't even compare to what we're spending on all this other stuff. But that's another conversation because I think that all black people should get free money from the government. But that's another conversation. This conversation is, why do we think... <laughs> it's supposed to be about feminism. <laughs> right. Why do we? Why is this such a prevalent stereotype? Even black people will be like, ah, oh, look at her with all them kids. She over there just getting welfare, getting food stamps. She ain't got no job. She is over there. She I ain't think- got...
1: It's a brainwashing thing. And I think a lot of it has to do with the environment that you're in okay. and whether or not you see anything else. If all if you live in a poor environment where it's best to be on food stamps and pay a rent than be not be on food stamps and out on the street because you can't pay rent, then all you see around you is everybody who who is like you. And then it's that one or two people who just so happen to have a two-parent home or, or who just so happen to not need food stamps and, or government assistance and care or anything like that. And then they say, oh, look at all these people around here, so and so, so and so. But that's what you see in your environment, move away from your environment and then you see other black people who don't need those things. But you are can not see welfare, people
0: that, who are not on. But there's people middle class that they they, they look down on, on on black women like that. They see them with a whole bunch of kids. Uh, my thing is, I don't I, care.
1: I think it's the environment thing because if all you see is people who are like you who are doing the same things you do who can afford the things you can afford then when you don't you say oh well this person didn't work hard enough to do that not that life circumstances got in the way Mm, mm, mm.
0: and let's talk about the single black there's two more the single black mothers because that plays into it um they're always the first ones to be to be condemned they're always the first one thrown under the bus Oh, too many single black mothers. Too many teenage single black mothers. When do you ever hear anybody talk about single black fathers alone? The only time you hear about single black fathers is after single black mothers has already come up. Nobody is talking about the dudes. When nobody is out here getting pregnant by themselves. It seems like they think these women are just going... Because we
1: don't teach our men responsibility.
0: And I'll never understand it. Like, I I don't understand it. If you are a, if you have some kids and you you a man or a black man and you don't take care of your kids, hit us up in the email and we might get you on the show because I I have some questions I need to ask. (laughs) Get on top of that. (laughs) But yeah, we just, Okay, you one more. The one last more. one, I, one I is... I want to end it on a positive note. Well, the last one, I just wanted to bring up the George Lopez fiasco. Um, So, uh-huh. for people that don't know, George Lopez, the comedian, he did a comedy bit where he was talking about racist uh, Mexican or Hispanic beliefs. And he was saying, like, how Mexican people don't believe in marrying black people. And so, there was a black woman in the audience who got offended by it. Even though it was a commentary on the Mexican people, she got offended, which was her right. You have a right to to feel any way you want to. She was sitting in the front. She was verbally expressing her um, disapproval of his comments. And he went off on her, called her the B word, told her to shut up, told her to sit down at first. Then told her to get out and kept calling her the B word, B word, B word, B word. So after this came My out, George sure did look it up. So after no. this came out, um, of course there was some people like uh some people I knew, um, they were of course like this is not right, this is not right, he is wrong for this. But I also did see quite a handful of black people, mainly black men, but there were some black women who were saying. Well, you should have not came to a comedy show. It's comedy you can't get offended. She was wrong when she interrupted him. That's what she gets. yada, yada, yada. And so I have two questions if this was an instance of a black man. If a black man was sitting in the audience and got offended, and George Lopez. Was calling a black man the B word, B word, B word. Get out. Shut up. B word. Would there be more outrage?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Why can't we get that same amount of outrage for the black woman?
1: Because she's stereotypically supposed to be angry. And I think that, 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 that what's, what's happening here is that we as a black culture, we have to think about the culture I, and I, and I hate it and I've seen it all within my family. Um, and they don't even know they do it. But we have a tendency to treat, to treat our young black boys like, kids like, Nothing they do is wrong compared to a girl. Mm. They grow up, for the most part, without responsibility. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, they cook. or I mean, yeah, they they take out the trash. But that's the only thing they're supposed to do in their mind. Yeah. And they do that when they're good and ready. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It amazes me how, to this day, when we're having a family function, the people serve the man first. Mm. The kids 1st Uh uh-huh. women are last to sit down What? It amazes me because I think it should be kids. I think it should be elders, kids, given men and women fix your food. Yeah. Yeah. But it amazes me how that that that's accustomed in my family. It's expected of a woman to sit a plate. It, it, he he's sitting down talking with his buddy. <laughs> Why is it accustomed for him to wait for his wife or his girlfriend and his daughter to fix him a
0: plate? Uh-uh, like no he way. doesn't have two legs. Exactly. But let's bring it's this to this Jordan I mean, thing. Listen, I'm getting to that. Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. Okay, okay. I'm getting back to that. Okay. I think that when we make our, right now, then we have the whole heads up, don't shoot Black Lives Matter thing. Mm -hmm. Most of the police are targeting Black men, which makes makes the Black community sensitive towards Black men. Uh Uh-huh. And once we put all our energy into one thing, it's like we—it's like we can't focus on most of the problems at the same time. Right? We have, we have, we all we focus all our energy on protecting our black men. When in reality, it's black men who we should be—who should be protecting us. Well, I think we are. I don't understand why, why, and that's what makes this George joint thing so crazy to me. Because had it been a black man there would have been riots against George Lopez. He would have apologized oh, yeah. by now, uh, explaining how how um he, it it was unnecessary for him to do all of that. He shouldn't have called him those things. But because a black woman is very typically supposed to just take everything thrown at her.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And right now and right now people are gonna accuse me Based on the way I'm speaking,
0: I'm telling you I'm an angry black woman. But the truth is the truth, and there's no way that I can, you know, un un, un- see what I know. Exactly, so I know what I know. Yeah, you you 100 percent right. It's it's become this culture of like black women are. We already know black women are the most disrespected people on this planet. But it's like it's just so, even so much more real because black women are always expected to cap for the black man, no matter what. We always got the black man back. I was just watching the OJ for Simpson him, thing. Yeah, I was, I was just watching the OJ Simpson thing, and and they thought that the black women were gonna be like sympathetic to uh the Nicole lady who got killed because OJ Simpson was like a a be- a wife beater. He beat he beat her, but people were still capping for OJ Simpson because you know you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta protect the black man, and you know you gotta this and that for the black man. But when it's time for for people to when the black women are in distress, when the I black women the black are government. yeah, who who was there for them? So I, I, I asked that question, KT. You said that um, there'd be riots if it was a black man, but here here's what I here's what I, else I heard. The people that were defending George Lopez were saying. Well, black women, y'all be the same ones listening to Migos and whatever, and they call y'all the B-word all the time. You shouldn't even be mad. Well, then, to them, I'd say, well, next time you go to a comedy club and the white man says, calls you the N-word, I don't want to see you being mad because you listen to Migos, and they say the N-word all the time. So you should be used to it, and you support that being said. So... I don't I don't want to hear that from you. If next time somebody comes out and calls you the N word, I don't want nobody to get up. I don't want nobody to write. I don't want no think pieces because you listen to the N word every single day. Just like you claim I listen to the B word every single day. So I shouldn't be offended. That's all I want to say. Katie, what do you think about about that? As far as George Lopez goes.
2: He didn't come out and apologize, but I think that people are going to stand for comedians in the name of, quote-unquote, comedy, even if it is problematic at the end of the day. So as long as it's not me, hurting them. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So yeah. that's, that's kind of what I think about it. And yeah. I, I don't say it. I don't think it's right, but that's what people are going to do.
0: Which is just crap. My whole thing is just who is here for the... Who is capping for the black woman? That's all I want to know. If you a dude and you're you're all... Not all men. Hashtag not all men. Um... I want proof. I want evidence that you're actually capping for it. Like if somebody come out and on Twitter, like they always do with some hashtag white girls winning again, or some, I don't, I can't deal with these black females, (laughs) these black bees or George Lopez or George Lopez incident happens again. I want to see you in the front lines defending black women. I don't want to see you like, well, y'all listen to this music and that we didn't ask for that when when the when the, uh, a uh a white dude is calling calling like the uh what's the guy um the clippers guy the clippers guy when he said all this stuff about black women we didn't ask questions we didn't say well y'all be talking bad to each other and y'all did black women dropped everything like we always do, which is another topic and another uh for another episode and we cap for y'all and we defend yeah. y'all no matter what so I just want recipro- reciprocation reciprocation.
2: I don't want to, I don't want to wrap it up yet. I want to highlight some really great black women who are like historically really great. So let me start mine off with Fannie Lou uh, Hamer. She challenged corporate Democrats in 1964 and basically she went off and she decided she was going to vote. She registered to vote. They only let two people out of the group that she went with who actually got to register to vote. And, like, she basically just challenged corporate Democrats, and it was great. She had this whole thing um, on the news, and everyone was like, wow, a black woman finally on the news. And she was plus size. So let me add that in there as well. Yeah. Um, the next black woman that I, I want to highlight is Marsha P. Johnson, mm-hmm. who was a trans black activist, in, and she did the Stonewall riots in June 28th. Um, I I wanted to add, like, a little funny thing because Marsha P is known for her little P there. A judge asked her what the P stood for, and she said it stated for pay it no mind, and that intended to be sarcastic response to her frequent question she was asked about her gender. Another oh, also Marsha did the the Star, which is Street Trans Sides Action Revolutionaries, mm-hmm. which is was an organization that advocated for needs for homeless queer trans
0: and gender nonconforming New Yorkers. Okay. I just wanted to highlight Ida B Wells real quick who um actually she what she didn't she wasn't born in Memphis, but she uh moved to Memphis in eighteen eighty three and uh she went to Lemoyne or Owen College actually and she started a a newspaper called the living way it was a black church weekly magazine but then she eventually started um pu- doing publications um telling people about uh the black lynchings that happened racial injustice uh she started uh documenting lynchings in the united states um and showed that it was often used in the south as a way to control or punish black people. She was active in the women's rights and women's suffrage movement. She established several notable women's organizations and um, she was just pretty much a bad A. She, she was a leader in the the black feminist movement before black feminist movement was a thing. Right? She was also no, the, one of the founders about- of the NAACP in 1909. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay,
2: so wanted to do only because Gabby calls me this all the time and I don't know why she calls me this but she does Madam C.J. Walker or Sarah Bre- Breedlove who was one of the first black entrepreneurs who created hair care remedies for black women in mine she also when she became a, uh, once she started making more money and yeah. became an entrepreneur and everything she donated money to the NAACP and other black organizations so Woo! you can go
1: Joy one of the top people I want to give recognition to, especially with it being black history and all, is uh, Shirley H. Chisholm. She was the first African-American woman to serve in Congress. Um, and she was also the first woman to found the Black, the Congressional Black Carcass, which um, I think is pretty amazing. Um, secondly, some... I was going to say Madam C.J. Walker, too, but since that was already mentioned, I'm glad I sent you to go. Um, I also want to give uh, some of today's people, some of the people that you know, regardless of whether or not you uh, think that they're influential or whatever, I want to call them honorable mentions. Except for, hold on, before I go to my honorable mentions, Michelle Obama, she is forever and will ever always be a, a role model towards um black or african american or whatever you want to call us um female because she she really got us thinking about health in a way that the african American community didn't think about health before um and i want to thank her for that um also some honorable mention uh monique uh you know the actress monique she's actually a um always advocating for uh for women specifically, um wh- black women, and she uh she saw what the uh reality TV show was doing to black women and tried to make a uh, television series um teaching them how to be women and regardless to whether or not you thought what you thought about that, whether it was but she really touched a lot of people and some of those people I know for a fact keep in touch with her, and she's always she just speak she speaks with such passion when she's talking about her African American sisters yeah. and on uh, the people that she's worked with. Uh, one of the old time singers, uh, Bessie Smith, was a blue was a blue singer, and I just want to give props to all um, people who of the African American community who was active during the Harlem Renaissance. And how they um, made books, they wrote literature, they sang, they did whatever they had to do that they wanted to do to express themselves. And she was one of the people during that
0: time. But I also want to thank um, Claudette Colvin, who's still alive right now. She is actually the first woman to not give up her seat in the bus before Rosa Parks. But you know, she was she was not the poster child for the civil rights movement because she had a little controversial life. She was a teen mom, actually was pregnant by a married man, which where's that man at? That's probably was not legal. But anyways Oh actually come to find out, she was not pregnant until later after that incident. But still, she she was not the, and when you look at her, she's like, and you look at Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks was like more softer and quieter. Colette is like, you know, they want somebody that's going to be the poster child of the civil rights movement, especially a teenager. She probably would not have been the best person. Anyways, the way the story anything.
1: goes. That's what they wanted.
0: Yeah. Anyways, the way the story goes is it was crowded. They told her to get up. Um... So she told her, she told him she was not going to get up either. If you are not going to get up, he said, I will get the policemen. She was forcibly removed from the bus and arrested by two policemen, Thomas J. Ward and Paul Headley. The event took place nine months before the NAACP Secretary Rosa Parks was famously arrested for the same offense. Called Claudette Calvin said, my mother told me to be quiet about what I did. She told me to let Rosa be the one. Quote, white people aren't going to bother Rosa. They like her. So she really was the the first one to not give up her seats. But, you know, because of history and because of the way these politics and stuff work, Rosa Parks is the one that's remembered. But we still, we, we praise Rosa Parks for that as well. So yeah, we just wanted to talk a little bit about the stereotypes and the the negative ways when black women are portrayed. But we also want to praise black women because we're beautiful. First of all, second of all, we grow through so much, and a lot of times we don't hear praise. We don't get told how beautiful we are, especially if we're darker skinned. Um, we don't get told how worthy we are. We're not. We don't get told how how. You know, we're worthy of love, respect, emotional support. So we just want to do this as a an O to Black women, tell you how much we love you, everybody. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. You can hit us up on Facebook.com Facebook dot com slash talk it out podcast, Instagram.com slash talk it out podcast, our Twitter is talk it out on You can hit us up on our email talk it out podcast with We love to hear your um your discussion we would love to hear what you think about this thank you everybody for listening to our last episode about interracial dating a lot of people were we got a lot of good feedback there really wasn't any negative feedback except for this one guy but i mean this whatever um so yeah if you like this episode if you want more episodes like this let us know thank you everybody and we love y'all anything else you want to add before we go nope All right, this is Gabby. This is Joy. And this is KT. And this is Talk It Out.